Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Root Horror Podcast, episode 89. And uh, we're going to be talking about the indie film Experiment 53 and also Rise of Experiment 53 with uh, filmmakers Thomas Peak and Kyle Putra, along with uh, film editor B.A. Lewandowski. Uh, who cut the Grindhouse trailer for um, Experiment 53. So this is going to be an hour-long episode talking uh, to these guys about the horror genre and uh, the films, as mentioned. And uh, I just want to say Happy Halloween, everybody. Um, This is kind of uh, one of those things where it's... Uh, release this episode's releasing on Halloween, and uh, this is also technically the season four or year four kickoff for the Rude Horror podcast. So, uh, yeah, this is a, a big episode that uh, just a lot of information thrown at you. Um, so, what we're going to talk about uh, is going to be like the movies, the horror genre, um. And then uh, real quick before we get into the episode, I just want to talk about just a few things that I've done lately since it's been like a, a month since I've published an episode. Um, over the weekend, I went and seen Dawn of the Dead in 3D. Um, the movie is just amazing looking on the big screen. And uh, it was just really cool to see the film in 3D for the first time. And just being able to see like all the credit sequences all just it looks like you can just grab all the words on the screen and uh you know seeing some really cool shots like uh glass breaking like looks like it's you know the glass is flying towards you towards the screen and then even some like blood splatter flesh chunks kind of flying at you too i thought that was pretty cool so uh it was definitely an experience seeing Dawn on the big screen. Uh, man, I really wished uh, we could see more stuff like that, like maybe like Friday the 13th in 3D or, you know, some of these older films, <clears throat> excuse me, in 3D on the, on the big screen would be just freaking awesome. Uh, even, uh, what's that one movie, Silent Madness? That'd be a good one too. Uh yeah so yeah it was definitely an experience i'll never forget including just being able to see the one of my favorite films on the big screen it was just such a treat such a treat um i you know let's see i'm trying to think of what are the movies i've seen since the last time i've been on here uh i don't know if i mentioned halloween ends uh i'm not gonna spoil anything uh but i i wasn't a big fan of it at all um and you know i'll probably talk more about that at a later time uh just because it's so new so fresh not everyone's quite seen it yet uh one of these days i'll kind of give my full opinion on why i don't like that film but uh i think (laughs) if you've seen the movie you probably have either seen my social media and what i've posted or probably already know my reasonings for not liking it uh not really at all so uh it's definitely the weakest of the new jason gordon green trilogy and you know this is all in my opinion uh just wasn't a fan of it 
the first one of the first trilogy was probably the best one. Um, and then, you know, Howling Kills was, was decent. There's some stuff I did like about it. Uh, I definitely liked it a hell of a lot more than uh, Halloween Ends. But we'll save that conversation for another time. Uh, I got uh, some more episodes lined up. Um, either in the works or I still need to edit uh, and you know put up on the channel so uh, more in store uh, but uh, one thing I did want to say real quick before we get into the episode is uh, uh, all of us had uh, recorded this episode several months back so there's been some updates as far as uh, Rise of Experiment 53 go um, and the update is that they have released the film and it's been shown at some screenings as well as another film that they were working on called The Grim Findings of Claudius, which uh, gets talked about a little bit in this episode as well. Uh, so if you want to go follow them on Instagram and Facebook, you can at Night Art Productions. Um, and then also... Uh, if you want to purchase anything, like, you know, if you want to buy the movies physically or just any other merchandise that they do have, just send them a direct message on either Facebook or Instagram at Night Art Productions. So, uh, with all that said, uh, let's just get right into the episode and enjoy Halloween, guys. Talk to you soon. Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Rude Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Rude, and today I'll be having a discussion with multiple people, uh, including uh, filmmakers Cal Putra and Thomas Peak. They're going to be here to talk about their film, Experiment 53, and if we get lucky, maybe we'll even talk about the sequel that they're working on, Rise of Experiment 53. And also, we'll have uh, editor B.A. Lewandowski. He's back on the show. Uh, it's been a while since Ben's been on the show, but uh, I'm glad to have you back on here, Ben. You, you might be uh, uh, tied up with someone for being on the podcast the most, um, but you'll probably end up being the guy that's on my podcast the most here within the next month or so. So, uh, anyways, I'm rambling here, but, uh, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for, for being here. Thank yeah, you for having, for having us. us. So, uh, yeah, um, what would you guys like to talk about first? Would you guys want to, t uh, dive into Experiment 53 or do you want to talk about the horror genre in general? Um, we could do Experiment 53 and lead two into exper uh, the horror genre. Okay. If you'd like to do that. Yeah, yeah. So Experiment 53, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are wondering, like, well, what is Experiment 53? And, you know, could you elaborate and maybe tell us uh, what the film's about? Yeah, for sure. So Experiment 53 was an idea I thought of. Um, as I was going into high school, I loved horror films. I always wanted to make horror films. 
So one weekend I sat down and wanted, started to write Experiment 53. So at the time, Rob Zombie was a huge uh, influence, still is. So that's kind of where the basis started. I wanted a, a violent horror flick. So it starts as a typical horror film. Hitchhikers, friends going on a road trip, and bad stuff happens from there. So that's pretty much the basis of Experiment 53. I wanted it to be violent. I wanted it to be grindhousey, And we finally made it happen. Right on. And don't forget about the doctor doing experiments on people. <laughs> Uh, I think maybe we have lost Ben. I don't know what's going on here. He was so worried about his microphone being clean. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, anyways, I, I don't know. He might be back. I don't know. Um, I can always edit this out. Um, so yeah, very cool. Like, uh, when I watched the film, uh, on your guys' uh, YouTube channel, um, I really got like... I don't know, House with Thousand Corpses, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre sort of vibes from the film. And uh, I, I really liked uh, the doctor's look of it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love those cheesy taglines like the doctor is sin. Um, gave me some like Dr. Giggles vibes with just, you know, those... Uh, one-liners uh kind of things that they would always throw in like those early 90 films so uh dug those elements uh, i'm eager to uh hear about like what you guys have lined up next for this film like is it, if it's going to be like a continuation a prequel excuse me a prequel or uh you know i'm interested to see like what direction you guys will go with the next one from this Right. So the ultimate goal is to have it a trilogy. Um, we actually just wrapped on the sequel, um, Rise of Experiment 53. So for everybody that's seen Experiment 53, at the very end, it leads off with another hitchhiker situation. So that's where the sequel will take place. It will start from there. Obviously, we'll have uh, we'll jump to the future. We'll have some flashbacks. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, so yeah, we've definitely stepped up our game on the sequel. Um, we The first one was a huge learning process. We know we we needed some better lighting. We know, we know we needed some better audio. And that's all stuff we've worked on for the sequel. You want to add anything to that, Kyle? Uh, yeah, and I also want to point out that, like, I feel like Exper the rise of Experiment 53 is very Halloween 2-esque, which in the turn of the way um, Experiment 53 ended into how the rise of Experiment 53 starts out. Um, obviously, there's kind of a little bit of a jump forward, but it's I think it's very cool how we continued into the next movie. And I think that's going to be an awesome time. Um, I think people are going to be into... What we're doing, we're doing some very fun style body horror stuff um, and just the gore and just the way everything looks is very, 
well produced compared to what we did in the first film for sure. Awesome. Right on. Yeah. Uh, uh, to me, like your your first film, uh, Experiment Fifty Three, really just kind of seemed like a uh, a true guerrilla style filmmaking, and you know, especially uh, this being an indie film, uh, I loved the uh, the excess gore or the excess gore that you guys use, um, as well, like even like some of the creature designs, not like creature, but like you know, the experiment. Uh, I don't know, like they're not ghouls or <laughs> creatures, but uh, these people that have been experimented on, uh, they just they really look cool, and uh, especially Experiment Fifty Three, like he just I don't know, even like the sound effects that you guys created for him just really seemed eerie and just just a creepy, creepy uh, entity. <laughs> What's awesome about the the noise he makes is that's something the actor did on the spot, so that's hundred percent him, and what? that wasn't it's something we didn't expect. We wanted him to make a noise, kind of a growl like a monster. So when that came out of him, we was <laughs> we was all floored and shocked, but we loved it. So that was an awesome thing that he added to the character. So, like, there was no, like, you guys didn't tweak with the sound or anything. That was just all him. That was, that was all him. him. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, our audio was, like Thomas said, for the first film, like, we didn't know, like, we were just filming off a camera audio. So we didn't have microphones or anything with this first film. So everything that you hear, like, there's no mastering of audio or anything with the first film. So everything you hear in that movie is... 100% either somebody's making that noise or it's in the background that's not supposed to be there. So <laughs> I think with him making that awesome noise and how clear and fun it was, like it's awesome that he just kind of did that very randomly and it worked out so well. Yeah. I was going to say like that it sounded like, you know, like there's no way that could just be humanly possible to make uh it's just some <laughs> very weird sounds uh unhuman like so <laughs> yeah that's, there's a scene in the crazy. sequel where he does the sound again and when we was filming it when he started doing that sound i was just floored because the sound kept going and going and going it seemed like a whole minute of that sound i was like I do not know how this guy has lungs of steel to do this sound on that on that length. Right. And it, uh oh, Ben's echoing a little bit. Med. Nope. Can you hear us? Oh yeah, I can hear you guys. All right. I just hear some really bad echo. Hold on. All right. All right. Maybe that should be good. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Um, where were we? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So we was talking about the sound. Oh, yeah. The, the sound of... Yeah, so, like, yeah, the sound of Experiment 53 um, almost sounded like maybe it was overdubbed in a way, but what you guys are saying, like, it was, like, all on scene, 
audio like that's just that's crazy to me yeah um and you know so ben's back on here um you did the editing of the trailer for this film um would you want to maybe talk about uh the the trailer or yeah never mind is is he not here (laughs) Ben, just... <laughs> I'm fighting him the next time I see him. <laughs> so what's awesome about the trailer is when we met up with Ben, we told him that uh, we wanted our movie to have the grindhouse style. It's just something we wasn't able to accomplish with the with the first run through, and uh, he took it and was able to accomplish our vision with the trailer. And he yeah, knocked I, it out of the park. That's a killer trailer. Yeah, I, I love the trailer, the Grindhouse trailer uh, for this film. Uh, just really, really makes it seem like, you know, you're you're watching a Grindhouse film. And uh, I don't know. I, I would definitely like to see Ben do some more work on, you know, maybe the next one or something like that because... You know, I, I really, well, just in general, I just love Ben's editing style. I just, I just love what he does. Uh, you know, he just makes everything that he works on uh, grindhouse. Like, you know, like, I, I don't know. I just love his grindhouse style of editing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the biggest thing is I know the next time we need a trailer done, which is something I wanted to talk to him about the next time we see him is, so in October, uh, on October there we 29th, go. I, there we go. I can hi. hear now. Jesus, <laughs> that took forever. Now I can, I, I, I can hear you guys talking, but it was so low. All right, there we go. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're with us, Ben. Clean feed, <laughs> clean feed does not like the fact that I have not updated Apple in a while. <laughs> oh yeah, that might, yeah, that might've been why. I just did it. Okay. We're good. We're good. All right, awesome. Well, we were talking to you up, Ben, while you were gone um, about it, your grindhouse. Is it all bad? Ed- no, nope. no. <laughs> we were talking about how we liked your grindhouse style editing in, uh, oh, in the trailer. Oh, for the trailer? Yeah. That was, it was, honestly, it wasn't really that difficult because the movie has some great imagery. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, well, just in general, like, your grindhouse editing is just impeccable. I think it's just fucking awesome. Well, I appreciate that. I got to be honest. I really don't know what I'm doing, but uh, it worked out for the best. <laughs> well, you could have <laughs> fooled me. <laughs> I don't mean that. I don't mean that to be hyperbolic. I mean that literally. I mean when you're putting a trailer together. I don't really have a plan. Yeah. Like, I, I have a voiceover. I totally I have a vo- feel that. You know what I mean? Like, like if there's voiceover, I know where the voiceover is supposed to go. Like, I got that down to a science. But beyond that, image selection, it's just, I just, you know, you make it up as you go. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I guess I'll add, like, I don't know. I'll just add in, like, I... <laughs> I really got a chuckle when you added in like that very ending, like playing next clip, and then just you know cuts off real fast. <laughs> like, 
Like you're at one of Everybody those, loves like, that part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the movie. Just watch Deep Throat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like like you're at like a true fucking grindhouse uh, showing. It's like, oh, all right, let's let's get to the real good shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Deep Throat and. They're just Whatever flop- floppily constructed because the print is so fucking old. <laughs> Wasn't uh, uh, Wes Craven supposed to be the director of that? Like, like he went as like 53? a yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, we tried to talk to him, and then you know, stuff happened. <laughs> well, no, like I I heard that like he went by like a different name, and like. He actually directed Deep Throat, but since it was like a porn type film, he you know didn't want his actual name on it. But that could just been rumors. I don't know. Well, he's got a background like most seventies directors are trying to break into the industry. Um, Barry Sonfeld was uh, a porn director, um, or at least a porn cinematographer before he broke into Hollywood. Hmm. It's interesting that... Gerard Damiano is the director of Deep Throat. Okay, so that's like you know, an actual dude. Oh yeah, you know how I know You know how I know Wes Craven wasn't involved with Deep Throat? Because he had a career. <laughs> the guy that made Deep Throat, <laughs> he, he went on to do... He went on to do nothing. And that movie made... I'm looking it up right now. Um, they don't know. It cost a little under fifty grand. It made somewhere approaching fifty million dollars, and the guy that directed it died penniless. Holy shit! What was he spending yeah. his money on? Uh, he didn't make any money. It was a. It was financed through um, dubious means, which means probably the mafia. Oh. If you made a if you made a porn film in the early seventies, it was generally generally financed through uh, nefarious means. Is <laughs> a nice way to put it. Black market filmmaking. <laughs> well, awesome, or gorilla. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That was true gorilla filmmaking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's how we should go about it, Kyle. Let's talk to the mafia. Mm. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I mean, then, then you'll have a controversial hands or a, yeah. a movie on your hands, because yeah. then it's like, well, I'm not against those, it. <laughs> were those deaths real, or was it, you know, yeah, was it fake? Make Cannibal Holocaust a lot of money. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, that's like the first uh found footage movie. Yep. Yep. And I think he actually went to court cuz they he had the actors in hiding making it look like they're actually killed. And so yeah, they actually took him to court and we're going to like charge him for you know, the killing of the Murder people. Murder and shit. And he's like, all right, all right, they're actually alive, you know. <laughs> it was just a fucking... Yeah, there's an know. episode of uh, Cursed Films right now on Shudder. 
that focuses on cannibal holocaust which i think is really awesome to listen to everybody fucking just everybody that worked on that movie despises that movie like they don't even like talking about it it's insane you're talking about cannibal holocaust yeah oh because of what they were put through yeah what they were put through and just for the the way that robert like treated them and shit they just they hated it they didn't want to do half the stuff that they did but I think the biggest, uh, one of the biggest problems they had the whole film was killing that turtle. Not raping the girl that, not really raping her, but like play raping this woman that had no idea how to speak English or anything. And she just kind of went with it. So it was a really interesting watch and I highly recommend it. After you watch Experiment 53 from Night Art Productions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's okay that this girl gets impaled like Vlad the Impaler style, but you know, but don't you, fuck with the turtle. Yeah, hell no. You, you cross the line when you mess with that turtle, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, has anyone ever seen like the sequel to Cannibal Holocaust, like the old one? Uh, was it is it Green Inferno? Uh, or AKA Lied. Cannibal Holocaust Two? I think that's what it is. From the early 80s. I didn't realize there was an actual um, sequel. I know there's Cannibal Ferox, but that's yeah. not a and thing. And that's big mood. Yeah, I, it's called Paradiso and Fresnel. came out in 1988. Mm. Uh, according to Google. Nat- Natura Contro. Also known in English as Green Inferno or Cannibal Holocaust, is well. Fuck what I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew. I've never seen it, but I know that there is an actual sequel, and it's not Eli Roth's Green Inferno. There's actually one before that in the '80s. So I, I don't know. I didn't yeah. know if you guys have seen it. I haven't seen it, but I, I know it exists. I have not. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I've not seen it. I'm trying to figure out if that was a video nasty. It, mu- it must have been. Yeah, that that's one that doesn't really get talked about in the, you know, horror underground conversations that people have. Like I, you know, no one's ever brought up. Oh man, have you ever seen a Cannibal Holocaust two? <laughs> I was like, you know, or you know, it's it's just never been brought up. At least. When I talk to people. Yeah, Massacre in Dinosaur Valley was another one that was kind of similar. And I think Severin released that one. That It, it was okay. Great title. And, yeah, it's... <laughs> you know, it, I, I would have loved if there was, like, actual dinosaurs in there. They kind of just threw in some, like, dinosaur bones <laughs> to kind of make <laughs> it seem like, you know, they're going to have dinosaurs and... In the Amazon, they should have killed an alligator. <laughs> I, I wanted I, to do shit with that stuff. I think there was an alligator in it. That was about as far yeah. as you got as uh, anything from remotely close to dinosaur, besides like dinosaur bones. But you know, lots of nudity. Uh, it's another one of those jungle adventure films that goes bad uh, dealing with the natives in the Amazons. Uh, 
So it's it's maybe a little bit mild compared to Cannibal Holocaust, but it's one of those that, you know, if you can find it, you know, and you're into jungle films, I'd say check it out. <laughs> For sure. But, all right, we're getting, like, way off track here, but I guess that's fine. <laughs> um, so, like, Experiment 53, um, what what are some of the things that, like, you know, moving forward with, with the sequel, like, what are some things that you would want to to change or, you know, what what have you guys learned from, from making the first one to the sequel? The sound was the biggest issue. And what was awesome is when we had a lot of people come to our premiere here in Muncie, Indiana at Cornerstone for the Arts, which is where we're doing the, the sequel at this year on October 29th at 7 p.m. It's a free show. It's a double bill show. Um, but, you know, we definitely are fixing the sound. Um, I've been listening to some of the audio because I'm starting to edit some of it now. And the audio sounded wonderful. I think we're definitely going to see a huge improvement of that. Um, this set, to me, was much bigger than what we did with the first film. And I think people are going to be very surprised about that as well. I think it's going to look like a much bigger production piece, which is going to be awesome. And then just looking at some of the amazing makeup that we were able to have happened thanks to Chloe Glass. Uh, she, CG Makeup, I think is her Instagram name. She did some amazing work for us. She just, uh, we met her in Chicago. She just graduated from the UK and she came and killed it for Experiment 53 Rise. I know I said Rise at the wrong spot, but. Um, so just makeup wise, sound wise, acting wise, um, also just story, I think. I think this story is going to be nice and cohesive. Um, I think what helps is, you know, the first film we kind of, you know, we started only with 15 minutes of that movie. And because we were going to do like a, just a fun anthology film to just get us on track and do stuff. But after we filmed that 15 minutes, we were like, well, shit, let's just film the whole fucking thing. So then Thomas was right, you know, right. Thomas already had it all kind of written down, but then he expanded on it and made it better and but we were working in pieces this was a much different experience where we had everything ready to rock and roll and we just fucking filmed um we had a 15 hour filmed uh a film day so we filmed from uh, like four it was like 3 p.m until like 5 a.m in the morning uh we really Jesus just Christ. knocked that shit out yeah it was it was a crazy time um, I, you know, not to give away some of the stuff, but like we filmed at the Randolph County infirmary in Winchester, Indiana. So we're in like a legit ass, like haunted house, but it's not a house. It's a big ass infirmary. So filming, you know, at three o'clock in the morning, everybody's getting a little scared cause it's the witching hour and we're in this haunted ass place, but what? it was just, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to start like really diving into editing those scenes just to see if we caught anything. But, um, you know, rather you believe in ghosts or not, it's still fucking scary at three o'clock in the morning at a haunted infirmary. Oh, um, I bet. So, <laughs> so it was crazy, man. I just, this experience was uh, much more, in, in just a much better experience just because we decided to go hardcore with it and 
I, you know, people are definitely going to see our progression through that from everything we learned from the first film. Right on, man. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Uh, any chances of you guys uh, bringing back John Kassir for the uh, beginning uh, cameo? <laughs> um, I actually have this uh, thing that I'm going to try to do, and I'm trying to get Joe Bob Briggs to do our next intro. Oh, Not to ruin a surprise, but I don't know if I can make it happen, but that's the goal. Do you want me to edit that out, or do you want to keep it in? No, nah, go for it. Okay, all right. It'll make people hype. <laughs> all right. Yeah, everyone loves Hashtag Joe Bob. Hashtag Joe Bob Briggs. <laughs> <laughs> well, heck yeah, man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm all hyped up to hear, uh, or you know, hear more about Rise of Experiment Fifty Three. Now knowing that, you know, some of the filming locations that you guys have been working on or worked at, and then, you know, anteing up the effects. It sounds sounds really cool, man. What's awesome is uh, the first film. Uh, we edited it on a completely different um, platform, so this time we've graduated to Adobe Premiere. So we're excited to play around with some new effects and add that grindhouse touch to it. For sure, for sure. What did you guys start on? You guys start on Vegas? Yeah, Sony Vegas. That okay. was what I was most comfortable with. Right on. I use, like, Windows Movie Maker, so I'm, like, <laughs> I'm way behind. <laughs> That's old school for us. <laughs> Thomas and I used to make these uh, lip sync music videos all the time. And we would just use Windows Movie Maker for that shit. And then uh, we learned what Sony Vegas was and it was over. <laughs> <laughs> right. I actually do have like some Nero software, but that's even kind of old, outdated too. But Yeah. But... I don't know. Yeah. On on another note, once I get like my office and everything situated, hopefully I'm going to upgrade from my laptop to a desktop and then I'll try to dabble more into uh, video editing because I'm like ages behind. I remember doing video editing like back in high school and then that's been over 10 years ago. So, <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, I'm like way behind because everything has changed even since then. So yeah, I gotta, I gotta do some catching up to do. Yeah, so we have started editing Rise of Experiment Fifty Three in Adobe Premiere. It is very user friendly, so we're we're pretty stoked about that. Heck yeah! Heck yeah! Um. So yeah, yeah, we got a lot of info about. Uh, both both uh, experiment fifty three films, uh, maybe kind of diving back to the roots of horror for you guys. Um, what like first got you guys into the horror genre, or like can you guys recall like you know what's that one thing that's like you know what horror's the shit like this is what I want to pursue in, uh, you know in being filmmakers and you know like this is like what really solidified me into the horror genre as like a horror fan for me it was as a kid popping in uh friday the 13th or a halloween vhs setting down in front of the the tv and just watching the films on uh vhs i just love the feeling i got 
I loved the storytelling of horror films. It was just the whole experience. It's a vibe thing. And once I got that, I was like, so it was more than just horror films. I loved all genres. I just wanted to be a filmmaker. I didn't care what genre I make, although horror films is what had my heart. Eventually, I would love to make a drama, a, a love story, all kinds of stuff. I just want to dabble in all kinds of filmmaking. Right on. Uh, what about you, Kyle? Uh, well, I think one of the biggest films was Hellraiser for me. Just when I watched that for the first time, it blew my fucking mind. I was like, this is fucking phenomenal. Uh, just getting those scenes, you know, the iconic scene of, you know, Uncle Frank with all the chains around his mouth and shit. And he just goes, Jesus wept. And then his entire body just gets disintegrated. You know, watching that, and I was just like, whoa, what the fuck am I getting into right now? And it's the end of the fucking movie, you know? Um, and then, of course, you have Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You watch that movie, and you go, how was a movie in the 70s like this so beautifully shot? Um, you know, they're in the middle of fucking nowhere, Texas, in 120-degree heat in a tiny-ass van, and they were able to just get some beautiful shots. Um, to correlate that back with Experiment 53, the whole ca uh, car scene, you know, I'm sitting here struggling just to try to get our camera, now tiny-ass cameras, like, in a position where it doesn't get everything else. And I'm just going, how the hell did they do this for Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Um, but then the more I got older and really started learning and diving in hardcore into the horror movie world, you know, I love possession of 1981 with Isabella Johnny and Sam Neill. I love uh, society. I love, you know, necromantic and, you know, Videodrome, you know, David Cronenberg and David Lynch and all this shit that I just love so much. And, you know, now as, you know, I'm doing more and more camera work and more editing and stuff, you know, I'm falling in love with people like Gaspar Noé, the guy that did Irreversible and Climax and just watching his camera movements it blow my mind that I'm even, even able to comprehend something like that. Um, and just the stories as well, you know, every one of these movies that I love so much have these amazing stories and that's what I love the most about it. You know, I definitely want to make a movie like Perks of Being a Wallflower or like Harmony Corinne's movie, Ken Park, but I want to also make body horror the most. Body horror is where my heart and soul is. And, you know, if I can make something with a mix of David Cronenberg and Gaspar Noé, like that's, you know, with a story like Guillermo del Toro and just this big, you know, music like Goblin and, you know, I have this big idea that I just want to do and try to incorporate all my influences and just make one badass art piece. Oh, yeah. Yeah, body horror is amazing. Uh, you know, yeah, basically everything you said <laughs> is, is yeah. like right on, man. Like that's that's awesome stuff. What's awesome is we, uh, in Rise of Experiment 53, we did get to dabble a little bit into d body horror. So I'm excited to for that scene to be shown on the screen. I think the crowd's really going to dig it. For sure. Yeah, I, I look forward to seeing what you guys uh, come up with next. I'm, I'm anxious to to uh, see what you guys come up with. Um, 
like uh so like moving forward uh what you know and i guess this will kind of uh maybe repeat a little bit of what we just went over but like what are some of you guys' like favorite uh subgenres of horror I That's love, <laughs> I, you know, I, I said a lot about, you know, Gaspar Noé and Dario Argento and Guillermo del Toro. And, you know, I just, I love so many different aspects of horror. Um, I think it'd be easier for me to say like what I don't like about horror, but I can't even do that. <laughs> so it's tough. I, you know, it's definitely body horror. Um, I love, you know, very gritty horror. You know, I like the ultra violent shit, but it, it's too a different. You know, I like the necromantic stuff. So, like, I'm not all the way down to the pillar of stuff. Um, but you know, just anything that makes me sit there and go, "Oh shit!" If it makes me do that, then I instantly love the movie. Um, so, you know, slow burns are fine, and just you know, anything that makes me think, anything that makes me go wow, I didn't think about doing something like this in a horror movie, you know, just, it's just, it's great. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. And I feel like I'm going to hate my answer. So I'll let <laughs> Thomas talk some more and I'll probably input later. <laughs> for sure. One for, one for me is definitely like puppet horror, like puppet master, um, demonic toys, child's play. I've always loved those movies, that, that genre. So I would love to eventually do uh, within making a, a puppet horror film. Right on. Yeah, puppet horror is very yeah. cool. Basket Case is another one. Ghoulies. I just love all those random films that don't get enough love. Critters. There's a ton of them. <laughs> yeah, Troll. <laughs> yeah, Troll. I just thought of something. I fucking love Japanese horror too. You know, uh, Iron, you know, Tetsuo and Battle Royale and Ringu and The Grudge and, you know, the guinea pig films. And Asian horror is something that is just so fucking phenomenal. And I need more of it to come out in the U.S. so I can watch it easily. You know, like Meatball Machine and all that cool cyberpunk horror. Like that shit, like that goes back into the body horror because cyberpunk Japanese horror is just out of this world. And I would love to be able to make some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Frankenstein's Army. Uh, not Army of Frankenstein's, but Frankenstein's Army. You know, oh, yeah. that you could see some amazing shit, dude. That shit is so cool. That's yeah, like the shit that I live for. I, I think, like, the storyline of that one was maybe a little subpar, but, like, just the effects that they were able to pull off in that film uh, just shot, you know, the rating up uh, for me in that film. I was just, like, in awe of, like, that is some really cool effects that they had on these uh, experimenting Nazi uh, super soldiers. Yeah. Uh, they... You know, they, I, it was just, uh, really, some really cool effects in that film and, uh, creature designs, if you will. Right. I, I could not agree with you more. Uh, like, I'm so thankful for loving Resident Evil Village, but they totally ripped off that movie. 
but that like thank god because now i got to witness one of the definitely underrated horror films it does suck that the story's not better but it is so worth it seeing those cool ass creatures experiments or whatever you want to call them right like they were human but then you know they got experimented on you know put some nazi touch to them and you know they're pretty much creatures that you know if you watch the film you know what i mean like they you know they turned into these super soldier creatures and unhumanly in a way um but yeah ben uh you can chime in whenever you, you want uh is you guys you know, still hear me <laughs> yeah is there is there yeah. anything you want to add to, to any of this Um, what are have we you, talking about? Have you seen the Frankenstein's army? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All no, right. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know what you guys want to talk about. Um, with there... me and Kyle being such young filmmakers, I'm excited for us to experiment with all these different types of genres and types of filmmaking because i know with kyle loving japanese horror i know eventually we're gonna that'd be an awesome goal for us to help with that japanese horror film go over there and help with the japanese horror film or try one ourselves over here in america there's just all kinds of options and i'm excited for what the future holds for us right and also just to point out, like, you know, Experiment 53 is definitely like a nice throwback slasher film, but we do have another movie that's going to come out. Uh, as I, saw, I said before, we are going to have a double feature uh, bill going on at Cornerstone for the Arts at, on October 29th at 7 p.m., uh, where it's Rise of Experiment 53 and also another movie called The Grim Findings of Claudius, which is going to be a much... Sorry, I cut out. I apologize. Uh, it's uh, what was the last thing you guys heard? Much. It's Claudius. going to be something. Okay. Yes, Claudius is going to be a very psychological thriller that I think is definitely going to change up the vibe. So I think that's going to be awesome, just to show progression and to show that we are not just stuck in one genre. And I think that's going to be a great film to show people about that. And that what, is going what, to be a much smaller cast. <laughs> what is the uh, what is the genre for Claudius? Claudius is definitely a psychological thriller. It is about a lonely man that has a weird idea that his server at this restaurant that he goes to all the time is in love with him. And she ends up falling and hit her head. And he ends up taking her home. So think like... Not necessarily Misery and Otis, because it's not like a, a comedy and it's not um, as possessive as minis mini Misery. Um, so I think this is going to be a, a very cool film. And it's, I think it's going to be very different because of just how, you know, small of a cast it's going to be. Because, hmm. you know, Experiment 53, we had... 
we probably had about six people in the cast. Rise of Experiment 53, I think we had about 10 people in the cast. So, you know, just adding those four more people and, you know, directing all the shots and, you know, working with that many people on set, like, it was crazy. But going into Claudius, we got two people and us and, I, you know, sound guy and whatever. And so it's going to be a very different vibe, I feel like, and going to be very interesting. Hmm. What's awesome is the... Uh the grindhouse double feature that Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez did those two films, death proof and planet terror, they were 100% opposite. And that's what I feel like me and Kyle accomplished with these two films. Grim findings of Claudius is going to be a hundred percent different vibe than rise of experiment 53. So I think it's going to be awesome for everybody to experience two different genres in one night. And I couldn't agree with you more on that. Right, yeah. Like, you know, you don't want to get shoehorned into, you know, almost making, like, the same film over and over. Like, you want to try to do things differently on each film and, uh, you know, like, grow as a filmmaker, but yet uh, not being afraid to try different things and different genres, uh, which I think that, makes uh you know formulas of making great films or uh, uh what am i trying to say uh, i think i think that's a good formula to making a great filmmaker is not being you know shoehorned into one specific uh genre uh with that said like i mean george romero kind of got shoehorned into the zombies but i mean he was kind of like you know the king of the zombies. He's the one that started what we know as zombies today. So he gets a pass, but like, right. uh, he's awesome. Well, I think if he would have, uh, Oh, I apologize. Well, I was going to say, I yeah. actually, uh, I don't know if, if I'm like the only one that likes bruiser, but I asked, I thought bruiser was an amazing slasher film that, uh, you know, was definitely something that wasn't in George's, uh, catalog of making i don't really know if he i can't really recall him making a slasher film uh besides that one i i think that was maybe his closest to making a slasher but or martin but oh, yeah I, I was gonna bring up martin well I I, yeah even, i'm not even certain if martin is a it's not a prototype that's for certain it's it's more of a slasher than 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 his zombie films for certain for sure and that was kind of more of like, uh, I mean, you know, he claimed himself being a vampire in Martin, but that was almost kind of like a serial killer type film. I mean, you know, it wasn't like a slasher per se, but he definitely had like, you know, like maniac vibes in a way. Like, you know, it yeah. focused on the one serial killer basically. Uh, and you know who it was, so it's not like a mystery, like, you know oh my gosh, that was the killer the whole time? I didn't know. Like, you know, you knew who the killer was the whole time. And, you know, you're following the killer's uh, perception. And, uh, you know, that way you, the audience, has an idea of, like, you know, do you feel sympathetic towards him or do you just think he's downright the worst person on earth a piece of shit 
um, it you know it kind of leaves the audience the perception of you know what what you think about this person doing all this shit. Sure. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but uh, <laughs> just getting shoehorned into one subgenre. Yeah, is yeah. where that was going. But I think to go on to that though, like I think half the reason why is because after you know he did all the great zombie movies, but like I feel like the other movies weren't as easy to come by, and I still feel like they're not that easy to come by. Like there's still not a blu-ray of martin in the uk or america there's not a blu-ray of bruiser anywhere like it's crazy that his other films don't get as much love as dawn day night but it's hard for his other films to get that much love just because of how great they are right i agree and you know i to this day i think that george never got enough credit that he deserved um you know i mean he did get high praise you know throughout his career but like you know he never really made it to like big budget studio uh as far as like his filmmaking maybe like land of the dead might have gotten up there Um, yeah but in the in the horror genre he's a god right right Right. (laughs) i mean he gets more he gets more accolades than the godfather of the slasher film, which is Bob Clark. More people talk about Romero than they talk about Bob Clark. I mean, without Bob Clark, without... Um, without Black um, Christmas. Without Black Christmas, which is without question the, the, the slasher prototype, I don't know if there'd be a Halloween, quite frankly. Yeah, I don't think there would be either. What a cool director, dude. He did... He did Christmas Story, Porky's. <laughs> Children shouldn't Black play Book. with dead things. Yeah, and he did Turk 182. I'm sure everyone wants to fucking hear that. And ba- <laughs> 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 yeah. Baby G. He did baby, baby genius. G. Yeah, <laughs> Baby G. And, 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 the, and, and, and his uh, magnum opus, Rhinestone. <laughs> Dude, I'll say like, uh, and I've talked about this in a recent podcast, but his Death Dream movie cool was movie. fucking awesome. Yeah, cool movie, yeah. totally. Um, it, you know, you can definitely tell that Bill Lustig took some inspiration from that film to make Uncle Sam. Yeah, without question. Uh, you know, yeah, that yeah. was that was my kind of analysis of of that film. Was like, you know, you know, I've seen Uncle Sam. So I knew that film, but then I watched Death Dream, and you know that film was made way before Uncle Sam, and I was like, you know, he definitely had to get some sort of inspiration from that one. <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, uh, so I got maybe a few more questions for you guys. Um, is there any film that you've seen lately uh, that you would recommend people to check out? Uh, not lately, but I always recommend Lovely Molly. I feel like it's one of the most underrated horror, new age horror, uh, horror movies that nobody's watched and it kills my soul. It is the only movie to creep me out and I can't recommend it enough. Uh, Lovely Molly came out in 2012, 2011. 
and it was just one of the coolest movies because it was a creep factor scare that got me and not a jump scare. Right on. I don't think I've ever seen that one. So I'll it's so it good. Yeah, you dig it. You dig it, Marcus. Okay. Right on. Uh, what about uh, Thomas? You got yeah, one, maybe? I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think of a film I watched recently. Um, the Rental on Netflix. I like The Rental a lot. Yeah, I I I didn't know what to watch, and I randomly picked that title, and I dug it. It was an awesome yes. story and an awesome. Uh, it was a good time. Terrific, was that one like terrific, a slasher? Yeah, you know, it's basically the the Airbnb slasher prototype. It's not really a. It's not really a. I wouldn't call it definitely horror, but it's more of a horror thriller as opposed to a slasher movie. Dave okay. Dave Franco is the director of that, which is really surprising because I wasn't expecting much. Oh wow! Cool movie. Thomas is right. That's a very, very underrated thriller. It's really, like I said, it's really more of a, it's really more of a thriller. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out too. I think I, I, I think I picked that one up at movie gallery or not movie gallery, a uh, family video when they were going on business. I think that was like one of the last DVDs I picked up from them, but it's just been sitting on my shelf ever since. But if you guys are recommending, uh, I also, yeah. Oh God! I was gonna say, if you guys are recommending it, I'll definitely have to watch it. I just wanted to recommend one more. Hagazusa was fucking cool. <laughs> Very, it's a full horror film, and I just think it was super awesome. And the imagery was beautiful, and the story was pretty crazy. For sure, yeah, I haven't seen that one. But uh, so uh, I know you guys, you know, are currently working on Rise of Experiment Fifty Three. Um, you know what's what's next for you guys after that, or you know, are you guys just kind of focused on this one at the moment? We are in post production for Rise of Experiment Fifty Three, and we are actually about to film the Grim Findings of Claudia. So this year is focused on these two films, and then next year we'll have a couple more we uh focus on but right now it's just these two films right on um you know so like as we wrap up this episode uh where can people go to to check out your stuff or you know you guys have a website with merchandise like you know where can people pick up copies of experiment 53 and and all of your other stuff so night art productions is on instagram and facebook and we also have a youtube page if everybody wants to watch trailers and clips of behind the scenes and stuff like that so just night art just search night art productions and they'll find us and if they want to purchase any physical media simply send us a message on any platform and we'll reach out to you in a timely manner and get that to you right on guys uh ben is there anything you want to add uh towards the end of of this episode um i'm looking forward to uh rise of experiment 53 
Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Well, hey, guys, thank you for taking time to talking to me about your guys' films and the horror genre. I'll make sure to leave links in the description of this episode on, you know, where to find you guys and including your YouTube channel. So, again, yeah, thank you guys so much for taking time and coming on here and talking. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. 
Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.